Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 185 of the podcast that was originally recorded on December 17th of 2017. Some of the games I played this past week, I played a little Stefan Feld game called The Oracle of Delphi, and I have to say the dice actually kind of liked me this past week. I didn't win, but they actually liked me. We also revisited a game I talked about on a previous podcast called Jiraku, and then I also played a little bit more Wasteland Express Delivery Service while my wife and I get ready to record a playthrough of this one live on Twitch, which we're hopefully going to be doing this week, so be ready look out for that one. Other than that, I talked about a few of the games that I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. We are on episode 185 of the podcast. Thank you for joining me. As always, you can send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild over there. What I'm playing now is our guild name. We are guild number 2440. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. And of course, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel as well and watch our videos there. YouTube.com slash what I'm playing now. I got both of our latest videos up on our YouTube channel, Lords of Waterdeep, which we played a couple of weeks ago. Last weekend, we played the board game Dogs, which both my wife and I really enjoyed, which we were able to get up onto the YouTube channel as well. This weekend, we were going to try and get... Wasteland Delivery Express service to the table. We were still going through a couple of things on the rules last night, so we actually may be postponing that uh, one night here and actually we may be doing a Monday night stream as my wife wasn't feeling too good this evening. So we're going to postpone that for an evening and hopefully get um, that one to the table tomorrow night and get that one recorded. And then I'll get that up to our YouTube channel as well. So that's probably going to be the next game that we play on Twitch. All right, let's jump into a few of the things that I played during this past week, besides the Wasteland Express delivery service, which we have been working on learning and making sure we get a majority of the rules, right? We try to get rules, as many of the rules, right? As we can, every time we do make mistakes every now and then we are human. Um, but, um, we were trying to just make sure we get most of those things down. And I think we do have a good handle on everything now. All right, but let's jump over to a few of the things that I played for this past week. When I went down to my local game store this past week, one of the first games we got played is a little Stefan Feld game. His newest one, I believe is the Oracle of Delphi. I will have to say little spoiler up front. I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was really cool, even though it does have dice and you know how we always joke around dice don't really like me too much. I really wasn't doing too bad. Um, I thought this game is really interesting. You're going to start off. You have three different dice, which are like your Oracle dice. Each die, each different side of the die has a different color on there. You're going to roll the dice and then put the dice on the appropriate color. Those are going to let you do certain actions during your turn. The goal of the game is to complete all 12 of the quests that the gods have set before you. It's, I, I'll have to say, I wasn't really too sure how that was going to play out. I, you know, I was like, wow, this seems like this could take forever or whatever. Our first playthrough of the game was a little slower, but I have to say, I think subsequent playthroughs will be much faster once you know the rules. There's a lot of different things you can do on your turn. Um, everybody starts off in kind of like the middle of the board, and the board is 
going to be changing with every play, I believe. You can pretty much set the board up almost in any way you want. Across the board, there's going to be a lot of different things. You're going to be working on delivering statues, doing a little pickup and deliver where you're taking statues from one place to another. You're going to be taking cubes from one area to another. You're going to be trying to defeat monsters as some of these things. So those are just a few of the things that you're trying to do on your turns. With each of those different subsets of things, you normally have it like three different things to do. So when you're fighting a monster, you may have, you can fight any colored monster maybe as one of your tokens, and then you can maybe fight a blue monster and then a red monster. So, you know, you have three different sets of things within that 12 set of stuff that you're trying to complete through the game. Uh, When you're actually fighting the monsters, you're going to be rolling a single six-sided die. Normal monsters start off with, I believe it is, nine strength. You have favor tokens that you start off with at the beginning of the game. You can also earn these on your turn by just using a die and spending a die. I think you get two or three favor tokens um, when you actually spend a die on your turn, which will get added into your pool of favor tokens. The favor tokens can be used in multiple different ways. They can be utilized to actually... Move the dice that you, the colored dice that you've rolled on your little kind of like rondelle, I guess you could say, that's in front of you. For each um, favor token that you could spend, you can move the die to the next appropriate color on the color wheel that you have. Uh, you can also use them to re roll the six sided die when you're fighting combat. Every time you use a favor token in combat, you will actually lower the strength of the monster by one. So the first time you fight him, it may be a nine. The second time using a favor token, it would be an eight. So on, it would go lower. You also have a shield that you can pump up during the game. You will take your shield actually and deduct that from the initial um, strength of the monster. So if my shield was three, the monster was nine. I would need a six or higher to actually beat the monster, which is pretty interesting. And it seemed there weren't really too many people who were getting that roll, you know, that that winning roll on the first time. Once or twice we saw that, but most of the times you're blowing through favor tokens, just trying to beat the monster and get that token added to your board to make sure you can finish that one. I think I jumped ahead to an early lead, but then middle of the game, sometimes like I do with some of the Euros, I kind of kind of stalled out a little bit towards the end. I was collecting up a bunch of different cubes as well as tokens, and I was down to just needing a couple of things left. Um, But someone, I believe my buddy Eric, was able to finish the game before the rest of us were able to complete our, our 12 tokens. A lot of different things you can do in this game. A lot of different ways you can go with your strategy as far as how you want to move and what you what you want to do and in in the order you want to do things in you really have to it, it a lot of it's going to depend on the dice because the dice are going to be um helping you move throughout the board as well there are also cards you're going to be able to get of course that will you know change your movement options that you have that could give you different bonuses Every person starts off with a ship. The ships have different abilities. Those ships have different hulls within them and different holds. There was one person at the table who actually had a ship that had four hulls in it. So they are four holds. They can actually hold four different items at one time. Mostly everybody else had two that they could do. You could get additional space that you could add onto that so you can carry more pieces at one time. So as you're moving throughout the board, you can do pickups and deliveries a little bit easier and not just be limited to to the normal two spaces that you kind of have. But that's kind of like a rundown of a lot of the different things that are going on in the game. And while it does sound like a lot, the first couple of turns, or I would say after the first couple of turns, I would say it pretty much started clicking with me. Okay, I'm kind of seeing where this game is going and I'm starting to see how you can manipulate the dice, how you're going to start using the dice and doing different things. I will by no means say that after one game I have mastered it. 
but I will say I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was really cool. This is probably one that I wouldn't mind adding to my collection. I thought Oracle of Delphi was a really cool game. And unlike a lot of his other games where you're going for a lot of points with these, you're just pretty much trying to finish those 12 different objectives. So there really isn't a lot of victory points per se that you're going for because the game ends when somebody finishes the 12, you know, missions objectives. So it's really cool. I thought that was very interesting. You know, there isn't a fight or a point seller that you're going to be doing with. So it's a little bit different of a game. The dice, I thought, even though dice normally hate me. There were a couple of times where I rolled all three of the same colored dice, which I thought was kind of funny. I figured that wouldn't happen too often, and it really didn't. But the few times it did happen, I just kind of laughed. But I will have to say, the dice, I thought, were, were very well implemented within the game, especially since you do have the ability to manipulate them with those favor tokens. Uh, so there's some mitigation you can do um, with your dice rolls if you start, if you feel like you're starting getting dice rolls or if you feel like you're not getting the colors of dice that you're, that you need to start coming up. But Oracle of Delphi, definitely a great game. Definitely one. If you, somebody in your group has this one, try it out. I would say it's, it's, it's a really good game and I really enjoyed that one. We also played a little game called Jiraku that evening. This is a game, I think I've talked about this on a podcast before. I can't remember what the actual podcast number was. I probably should have looked it up before I actually hit the damn record button on this one. But Jiraku is an area control style game. Everybody's going to be dealt a hand of cards at the beginning of the game. There is kind of like trick taking, I guess you could say. The person who goes first is going to lead suit. Everybody else has to follow suit if they can. Whoever plays the highest card um, will win the round. If somebody plays a card that has the six on there and then another person plays the ninja, the ninja actually beats the six. Based on the number of cards that you play, you will actually get to do different actions with that. You can put more of your cubes into areas of the board. You can use those actions to possibly move your cubes around or move your um, Shogun piece around, your Kyoto, I believe it is, which is kind of like, it looks like a little kind of like Shogun crown, I guess. And the interesting thing with, thing with this game is the way the board is kind of laid out, at the beginning of the game, there's going to be three rounds where you're going to be playing through the deck of cards. The first round, the scoring is going to be highest at the far end, the far right end of the board. In the second round, the scoring is going to be moved a little bit more towards the middle of the board. And then the last round, the highest scoring is going to be at the left end of the board. So you need to find a good balance here in this game because you want to start off you know, at the right end of the board and then throughout the game, move your pieces down to the left end to be able to score the rounds as you're as you're kind of going through the game, which makes a lot of the movement of cubes, which makes where your main piece is for the area control that much more crucial because it's 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 really a, a game of. You know, okay, I could score this here now. I need to move here, though, for later on. So I don't want to put all of my eggs in one basket down in one territory down at the far right of the board and only score the highest amount of points in the first round and then not score anything in the later rounds because you can't get your pieces moved down to the board. There is some take that in this game during the game. You can also have people um, have your opponent's components removed from the area that uh, your main piece is on. So that's very interesting, but there's also some things you want to watch out with that. If somebody has, 
that some of their pieces in maybe the middle of the board towards the end of the game, you may not want to have them remove their pieces because they can possibly put them back on the board before the game ends, before it gets to the scoring place, and have them further to the left where they could possibly score more points. So you really need to watch what and when you're removing your opponent's pieces from because that could really come into play when you're playing this game. And we actually saw some of that um, towards the end of the game we played in. Like I said, I had played this once before. I really liked it. We were playing the actual first edition of the game, which I believe everybody has. Everybody says it's uh, the components are a little bit better in the game. I, I don't think I've actually ever seen the the TMG version. I don't think it is is the is the one that was printed for the U.S. We've played mainly the Japanese version of the game. I have not seen the TMG, so I can't say if the components are better or not. But that's what a couple of people were saying that they've that they've seen that the Japanese one actually did. It, it did look a little bit better is what they were saying. Draco, really cool, interesting game. If you are not into take that, if you are not into area control, if you don't like those types of things, trick taking and stuff like that, probably wouldn't be a game for you. The game does need three players to play. So keep that in mind. We were playing a four player game and it plays great with four people. We had a really good time with it. And that is called Jiraku. After that, the only other game that my wife and I really have been concentrating on, like I said at the beginning of the episode this week, is Wasteland Delivery Express or Wasteland Express Delivery Service. It's a mouthful, and man, it's those words can just get so jumbled up. But we're having a really good time with this game. Uh, this game is probably going to, I have a feeling, make it into my top 10 for the end of the year, which I'm going to be putting together here this week. Um, hopefully, I'm going to be able to get to record a top 10 with a couple of friends here before the end of the year, and we're going to be able to get that podcast out. I know a couple of us um, have already made the list. I already have an idea of what most of my 2017 games are going to be, but we said we're going to make two different lists. We're going to make a list of 2017 games, and then we're going to make a list of games or new games that we played in 2017. So it may not just contain 2017 games, especially since my group doesn't normally just play the latest and greatest. I mean, while we do do play some latest and greatest games, there's a lot of games that were released in 2017 that I haven't played, but there are a lot of games that I've played from two, three, four, five, ten 10 years ago within this year that are really great games that I've talked about on the podcast. So I want to make sure that I not only mention the new stuff that everybody's talking about, but maybe some older, really great games that people have maybe forgotten about, or maybe people who are newer to the hobby have never been introduced to because everybody's always bringing them the latest and greatest and the newest shinies to play. So, you know, keep an eye out for those podcasts. Hopefully we'll be able to get that stuff done before the end of the year and get that posted. But Wasteland Express Delivery Service, like I said, is probably going to be a game that is easily going to make that on there. My wife and I are really having a really good time with this game, and I'm it's one of the first pickup deliver games that we've played probably as much as we have. And I don't know why we're really enjoying it as much as we are. I've not played it with more than two people, but with two people, I think the game plays perfectly great. Um, I've talked about it on a podcast before, so I don't want to go into too much on what you're doing. But just a brief overview on your turn, you're going to be moving around the wasteland. You're trying to complete three first priority missions. Those missions could be there's three public missions that are going to be out on the board, or there's also going to be private ones that you could get from some of the factions that are on the board. 
There is a little bit of take that in this game. I wouldn't say there's too, too much. As you're moving around the board, you can land on an area where you can move one of the three fraction trucks that are on the board. If you actually move that into a space where your opponent is, they will get ambushed. They have to get attacked by that uh, raider, and then they would have to roll some dice to actually see if they're going to get damaged or not. So that's about the biggest take that I can see in the game. You can never really confront or attack your opponent per se besides doing those ambushes with those npc type characters but so far we've been playing with um, we've been trying a lot of the different characters that are in the game uh, because you randomly pick a character at the beginning of the game we've also been trying to mix up a lot of the different first first class priority missions that we're going through and trying to make sure we don't run across the same ones every time or have the same three that are out also, we've just been trying different strategies as we're learning through learning the game and making sure we get a good understanding of the game before we do a, do a playthrough video of it on Twitch. And I'm kind of glad we did run through it a little bit more this weekend because there were a few things we had gotten incorrectly in the rules that we did clean up over the weekend. So I think both of us feel much more comfortable now with the rules. We're learning uh, more of what the components are called so we don't have to just kind of point at them or say, give me this, that does that. We actually are have finally learned all of the different names of all the different pieces in the mod shop and everything that you're going to be able to do to your car or your truck as you're kind of, you know, going through the wasteland. But it's, it's a really fun game. The board is mixed up every time. The locations are mixed up every time. You know, the cards, there's plenty of different missions and quests that you can complete. You don't necessarily have to do all the public ones to win the game. Last night when we were playing one, I think my wife won one where she did two publics and one private, and then I won one where I did two publics and a private. So sometimes trying to do all three of the publics, there's usually one out there that in a game where I'm like, mm, I really don't like that. I'm not going to concentrate on that one. I'm going to see if I can go to one of the other factions, dig through their deck a little bit and get some of their cards and actually see if I can maybe get one of the private quests that will give me a an opportunity to complete that and get closer to the win but it's a really cool game and we're having a lot of fun with it and hopefully we'll be able to get that um, playthrough done here shortly and you can either watch us live or watch the video once we get that up to youtube and that's wasteland express delivery service those are most of the games I've played for the week. Other than that, let's talk about a few of the things that I want to play. When I was down at my local game store the other day, I was looking at a couple of different games. One of the first games that I actually did pick up, which I did have on pre-order, is Charterstone. So we may do a playthrough of Charterstone on Twitch. I'm not really too sure about that. I know that if we do that... It could possibly spoil some things for some people, so I would have to definitely put in the title of the video that spoilers could abound, and I want to make sure everybody is warned if we do do that. I'm not too sure if we're going to do a video of that or not. I'm still kind of toying around with the idea of that one, but Charterstone, I started looking through the rules last night. It looks really interesting. I can't wait to dig into this game and actually see what the what this game brings to the table. If we do play this, we're probably just going to do this one two players. So I don't know if I'm going to get a recharge kit and then maybe try to just play with my wife as two player. And then maybe with a recharge kit, maybe go through it again with maybe three or four to see how the game differs by playing with a larger player count. But um, everything I'm seeing about Charterstone right now, everybody seems to be enjoying it. So I'm hoping that we can dig into that and like that one as well. One of the other games that I noticed was down at my game store is a little game called Gaia Project. This is a game that is supposed to be similar to 
Terra Mystica, which is a game that I believe I've talked about on a very early podcast. I had played it a long time ago when I had first started going down to the local game store, and I don't think I've played it actually much, or if I actually even ever played it once. I might, I might have played it once, but I don't think I've actually ever played it a second time. But Gaia Project is supposed to be similar to Terra Mystica, but it's more set in space, which to me sounds and looks really interesting. It's civilization, um, a lot of different things going on in that one. So I'm going to have to dig into that one a little bit more and look at it and actually see if this is one I want to pick up and buy. If not, I'm sure somebody will have it down at my local game store and we will be playing through it. So I will be hopefully talking about that one in an upcoming podcast because there seem to be a lot of people who are really interested in this game. And after looking at it and reading a little bit more about it, I'm kind of interested in it as well. Other than that, I think that's going to be it for this week. We're going to keep this one a little shorter. Thank you for joining me. As always, you can send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild over there, guild number 2440. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. On Twitch, you can find subscribe to us and follow us and watch us live there twitch.tv slash what i'm playing now and our youtube channel is youtube.com slash what i'm playing now don't forget to subscribe to us there and watch some of the videos we are throwing up there as hopefully you will enjoy them and let us know what you think with the comments there other than that thank you for joining me this week everybody you have a great week gaming and you know what to do go out there play some games and then let me know what you're playing now until next week everybody you have a great week gaming and i will talk to you later thanks a lot bye bye